Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of Happy Thanksgiving Trend. I had a different one, but you know, the spirit just, uh, just struck you. Came right struck out me. of you. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Anyways, uh, this is the last thing we're recording before we take a couple days off. Ooh, uh, well served. I am so happy to be joined by super producer Joelle Monique. What's hey, up? Jack. Hi, uh, Joelle. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm excited to get into some of these trends. Uh, I love that we're going to just swing the gauntlet between ridiculous and um, terrifying. It's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. It's a real, it's a real fucking roller coaster ride today. Uh, yeah, a lot of these stories, because of the timing, these are big stories that we're going to pop in here right before the break, because otherwise you would have had to wait five days to talk about it. So... The obviously guilty murderers, uh, the McMasters, uh, were found guilty in what I think qualifies as a shocking result. (laughs) Like, I think think we were all like, wow, really? Uh, Wow, you guys? Listen, uh, one in this country in the last couple of weeks. One loss, one big win. Uh, We'll take the win uh, because lynching should absolutely be illegal. That is essentially what happened here. They saw a black guy and freaked out and killed him. Uh, And unfortunately, we've seen the fear defense win a lot. I was afraid. I didn't know what to do. I was Uh, very afraid. I had to kill a person. So I'm I'm really glad that uh, these guys are being brought to justice. Yeah. It's um, like 500 is good uh, in baseball, Baseball? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Baseball, that would be good. But uh, convicting someone of murder who committed murder on camera shouldn't be as hard as hitting a baseball thrown 90 miles per hour. Um, Video was supposed to make this stuff easier. Right. And uh, it has not. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I did check in. I always like to check in with Fox News anytime uh, good news happens. And (laughs) their their layout was just really strange. It had the uh, three guilty murderers on one side and then Ahmad Arbery's picture on the other side. And they had the word guilty under his picture, which I don't know if that was inadvertent, uh, but I just always like to, oh, you know, since God. that was the defense's entire thing. Right. Sense. Putting him on trial for having dirty toenails. Yeah. Get the hell out. Honestly, that, oh, boy. Sh- that defense attorney should never be, permitted to uh walk in public without somebody yelling reminding her her of her racist actions yeah absolutely and i'm very tired of hearing people say like oh she's just doing what's best for her client no fuck off you don't have to be racist in order to properly defend your client ridiculous just generally across the board i'm tired of like people being like come on if you if you know anything about the case you knew that rittenhouse was going to be found uh innocent it's like that should make you very nervous about what the fuck country we live in furious yeah what are you talking about um Mm. Well, speaking of Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, mm. you know, after being found uh, not guilty uh, of the murders he committed on camera, um, he said, I, I don't want anything to do with politics. Uh, he, I think those comments were actually in an interview that was conducted before he was found not guilty. Right. Uh, since being found not guilty, uh, he has uh, gone down to Mar-a-Lago to meet with Donald Trump. Um, so... Surprising yeah. who, like, listen, if the, the that New right, Yorker the, article who wrote that profile, <laughs> he's a good kid and he's just messed up. 
Listen, I have recently watched a really good documentary that was talking about, you know, a woman who got into white supremacy, who does not recognize herself from that era, is repentant about what she did. I, I believe that people can change, but I also understand that when you are 17, literally got away with murder and there's an entire fan base ready to just worship you in the ground that you walk on, uh, that no matter what kind of individual you are, that's going to be tempting and challenging to get away from. We know Kyle Rittenhouse not to be uh, a morally upright person. And so, yeah, of course, he's going to go visit Trump. And of course, his supporters, which is so weird to say, are going to just be right behind him, uh, supporting him. He'll probably get into politics. I don't know. He lives in a racist-ass space, which is surrounded by not racist people. So we'll have to see what happens if he decides to run in his hometown. But it, yeah, I'm just so tired of talking about Kyle Rittenhouse. I'm so tired of seeing his like doughboy face. Like I just don't want to invest time in him, even though I understand that it's important that we track it and acknowledge what happens after this, because these kinds of people getting power is horrifying as we have just witnessed as a country. Yeah. So oh, yeah. it's exhausting. Yeah. All right. And for, in our first uh, drastic uh, change of pace, yeah. uh, we're going to now start talking about Jared Leto's accent uh, in the new Gucci movie. Uh, what's the new Gucci movie called? House, House of, Gucci. of Gucci. House of Gucci. Uh, <laughs> we, I did explain that I can't remember the name of any movie post-2010 that is just... Uh, I think it's actually been caused by my dad's stash. Uh, it's it. just robbed it. my brain of its ability to remember. Um, but okay. <laughs> so have you seen the, the preview for oh, House of Gucci? Have, have you seen any of these clips? Many, as a person who's really like, listen, I love Lady Gaga's uh, pop face. It's really great. But when she's on screen, there's something very electric and magnetic about it. And it doesn't truly matter whether the film around her is any kind of good. You just want to watch Lady Gaga, even if she's being ridiculous. I'm so excited for this movie because I believe it's going to be the gay camp film of like this coming generation. You know, it yeah. will be what Hairspray was for me. I love a cheesy drama. I love it's got like the lifetime uh, wife murder mystery sort of mixed with like the high glam of a uh, Gucci like a uh, fashion and murder and Lady Gaga with a bad accent and yeah. and a ridiculous Jared Leto and a fat suit playing a role he's far too young for. It doesn't make, like, none of it makes sense. It's clearly a movie Hollywood purchased and was like, we're, we're geniuses, guys. Get busted. People are gonna love it. And just for the, again, purely for the camp factor of all of those elements, I'm 100% sold. Yeah, it's based on the reviews, like, I, I've seen it compared to, like, the Olive Garden in its like inauthenticity <laughs> and also deliciousness. That was uh, from the Austin uh, Chronicle. Uh, very fun Austin. review. Yeah, very well done. But it, but a B plus. Um, so it, it really is giving me like cats meets Wolf of Wall Street vibes. <laughs> like it's like it, over the top in a way where it's hard to tell if it's accidental or on purpose. But you just are kind of carried along for it. Um, and strapping for the ride. I, I just, uh, I love it. I want to see a murderous lady Gaga. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hear all the accents are very, um, yeah. It's somebody, a me. <laughs> somebody said, so I kept the best one and I was on the floor. I was like, here wow. we go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
I have, so I, I get, you know, probably a movie every six months out of uh, my wife. You know, she's not a huge movie goer, but the time is coming up where she's like opening up to oh, go to see shit. a movie. I think we're going to see a movie uh, over the holidays. And I'm trying to decide between Licorice Pizza, the new <laughs> uh, P.T. Anderson movie yeah. uh, that is supposed to be like one of his best. Um, no. And House of Gucci. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it it's sounds, got to be House of Gucci, and let me tell I you think why. it does, right? <laughs> no, first of all, it has to be House of Gucci because it's an epic and it's drama filled and it's meant to be Oscar bait. And whether it succeeds in that goal or not, it's really important to know. Like, I feel like you have to see it in theaters in order to like then have an opinion come Oscars time right. about like rip off or oh my god how did this happen and either way like the conversation is great and on top of that i have a personal bone to pick with paul thompson and you have a black wife and black children and there are no black people in any of your movies how ah, and on top of that uh he, he's never going to beat phantom thread it is easily <laughs> the best movie he has ever made phantom thread ever. is really fucking it good so fucking dark and twisted i love like that and the lobster i love doing a double feature of that. <laughs> such twisted thoughts on love and, and our society's like um need for all of us to be in love and on top of that like i feel like people are like oh that's so toxic it's so to- everything is very toxic right now um and i get it sometimes love is very toxic and we absolutely have a toxic ideology of love particularly in this country but if we're going to like really go there and PTM was like, oh, you got, y'all want to talk toxic love? Move. I've got this. This right. guy wants to be made ill and it's delicious and you're going to love them as a couple by the end. I, it's over. Yes. It's a wrap. Licorice pizza, happy go lucky 70s time. Get the fuck out of here. Not better than <laughs> No way. Yeah. Underrated uh, performance from uh, what's his face? Big. Uh, yeah. Ah. Yeah, of course I'm blinking, but they know, and you and I know, so yeah. it's fine. My left foot, Abraham <laughs> <There we> Lincoln. <laughs> Great underrated performance by uh, my left foot. Um, <laughs> I am truly turning into a 65 year old. Um, but uh, all right, well, not underrated. I think he was nominated. Uh, you know, if I were a lesser podcast host, I would mm-hmm. ask our uh, producer to cut that part of me but we're not, keeping it for you we're keeping audience. it yes You're for welcome. you to enjoy uh my mental degradation uh we're <laughs> gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back and we're back and there is a trend of fentanyl fear-mongering um mm-hmm. that is happening kind of at at the same time that fentanyl is a massive problem in this country. I don't know. I, I do feel like maybe mainstream America has like figured out a winning strategy in their approach to like fomenting mass hysteria where they find a real problem, but then mm-hmm. graft misleading narratives that, uh, you know, push America to the right uh, on top of it. Like, so fentanyl oh, is a problem. Thing yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Fentanyl is a problem that is killing people, so they're going to jump on it and stoke fear of all drugs. Uh, China is a massive authoritarian regime that is violating human rights, so they're going to jump on it and justify like military buildup. Oh, and inflation is... Uh, this was actually a story that was written up by Miles, but he said I could have it while he was out, so we're going to talk about it. But he Thanks, pointed Miles. out like inflation, another example where it's a buzzword, 
Uh, it's actually happening, but just the right-wing version of it is making its way into the headlines. So the latest uh, fentanyl fear-mongering after the uh, spiked needles were being uh, used to puncture police officers at the Astroworld disaster, uh, after that turned out not to be true, uh, they are now spreading around uh, claims that they have received the first lab-confirmed case of marijuana with fentanyl, and it's being spread far and wide. It was tweeted by a Stanford University addiction researcher, which actually brings me to a, another tangent. Uh, Stanford? Uh, what, what's going on up there? What's Tell going me, on? Guys. They, they were like a bastion of conservative misinformation at the start of the pandemic, where they were I like... I remember that. Yeah, they were like pushing these misleading claims that like the covid wasn't as big a deal as people were making it because Mm -hmm. like we didn't understand the numbers and like probably everybody had already had it and so you just like you know it's not as deadly as everybody thinks turns out not quite anyways a health professional a physician anthropologist at yale university uh which is a university much closer to where uh this supposedly happened uh, was like it feeds into a moral panic around the drug issue and uh, the drug intelligence officer uh, who, you know, that's not doesn't fill me with confidence that uh, mm. job description uh, yep. said that the risk of cannabis being contaminated with fentanyl on a large scale is probably not that great. Uh, described the reports of fentanyl laced weed as an urban legend. Turn out not to be so bad, even though you also sent out an alert. Yes, sent out an alert uh, that overlapped (laughs) with an urban legend. So a lot of people already wanted to believe and has uh, obviously is like Tinder to uh, like get things, uh, get a panic started. Sent Mm -hmm. that out and was like, no, it's like mostly an urban legend. I'm just saying like it happens. And uh, we're going to send out an alert. Alert. Listen to our weed smokers out there. Like your drugs can be laced, but like most likely and hopefully, you know where you're getting that. Like my friend had like, accepted a joint at a large party turned out it was laced with pcp had a horrible trip terrible but i also think like just know where your drugs come from if you have the ability to test them go ahead and do that don't take it from shady figures or strangers it's not that hard to be a responsible drug user yeah also just more broadly another piece of evidence that's being used here that was also used in the astro world uh tragedy uh suggesting the somebody was spiking people with fentanyl is the idea that uh, they had to administer Narcan or naloxone, using that as evidence that that means that somebody had overdosed on fentanyl. Uh, it was also used in the police officer who supposedly like looked at fentanyl and overdosed. It doesn't mean it was required because they used it. Uh, it can also have a placebo effect. Many times people are going to administer naloxone to someone who is literally sleeping because they're drunk. And people, so, police are not medical doctors and should not be doing this. Period. Stop yeah. it. They're better than medical doctors. That's who I Yikes. trust. That's why Yikes. I, yeah. All right. Let's talk Hawkeye. Uh, let's talk eye. We we should do a spoiler alert because yes, please. Uh, first two episodes just hit. Just hit. Uh, you just have hit. seen them. What are, what are we thinking? Listen. Okay. Christmas is a special time for movies. I love a movie, whether it's Christmas themed, you've got your your Muppets, you've got your uh, 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 Nightmare Before Christmas, which you can watch at two times for two separate holidays. Beautiful. And Elf, the list goes on. 
Christmas Die hard. is the perfect time for movies. Yeah, oh, and then of course, you know, the, the special we do every year, brilliant, okay? Love a Christmas movie. Even the ones that are not technically Christmas themed. Now, that includes your diehards. It includes your Home Alone. So these are movies that are like, eh-ish Christmas. There's some trees mm. in the background, and we love them. And they're the movies we, Harry Potter, not a Christmas in sight. And, you know, sweaters here and there. Ron's mom gives it to one to Harry. But they're like, these are the movies we watch around Christmas. Either they were released around Christmas. We just happened to revisit them with our families at this time. For mm. my family, it's Lord of the Rings. So I have like a real special affinity. I was just going to on- suggest Lord of the Rings being one, even though I've only seen the first one. Because they came out in just they either came out in summer or in December, and they're the perfect like cozy long watch. Everyone will enjoy yeah. this film, and that's truly what makes a perfect Christmas movie. Is zero to ninety nine can watch it. Okay, mm. it is the connect four of movies. Right, mm. everyone can be involved, understand, and love. So when Disney comes in, okay, these are kings of family movies. Whatever your feelings, and decides to make an entire series based around the holidays. With like a 90s level um, kind of goofball, overly dramatic villain, uh, very put upon hero. It is so many of my favorite themes from 90s movies. And I've really been lamenting the loss of the mid-range film. 90s kids, if you weren't around, let me tell you, we had our blockbusters, okay? They were out there. Jaws had already happened in the 70s, set a tent pole for us. We knew to release in the summer. But And then in December's, you had your Oscar movies, which were great. But all throughout the rest of the year were just these middle-of-the-road movies that were given just small amounts of money, and then every so often something beautiful would emerge from them, and they would be so freaking good. They would have, like, a great uh, R&B track at the end. Everybody was sort of happy but exhausted, too, for some reason. That was but just which, the 90s. Which Avenger were they about? What? <laughs> which Avenger were they about? The 90s movies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> what well, to do with Black Panther. It's chaos over on that set. 
It's up in the air. It's which we don't know what's happening. They're on hiatus. They're filming. People are hurt. Let's just get that figured out. It was a perfect first movie. I really need it to be an excellent second movie. I have faith. But listen, check out Hawkeye. It is so, so fun. Vera Farminga plays the bitchiest woman on the planet. And you just in great gowns, in perfect gowns. And Haley is comedic gold, but also like a fierce fighter and also funny as hell. Like, what can't she do? It's good. Yeah. It's fun. For the uh, other elderly demographic out there, uh, <laughs> Haley is the kid from True Grit, so that's that's where you'll know her from. <laughs> she's all she's a full woman, <laughs> right? <laughs> whole ass adult, whole oh my ass gosh. adult. Um, yes, executive Joelle, producing her own TV shows. Ugh, amazing. Sorry. <laughs> such a pleasure having you. Uh, as Thank always. You, sir. Uh, where can people uh, find you, follow you, all that good stuff? Yeah, uh, y'all know me. I'm Joel Monique. You can find me all over the internet at Joel Monique. It's J-O-E-L-L-E-M-O-N-I-Q-U-E. Let yeah. Kamala buy her locker set in peace, please. Yes, thank you. That was our last trend, <laughs> but we're over time, so we That's will let it happen. That's all to be said. <laughs> all right, that is going to do it for us this week. Uh, we're back on Monday with the whole last episode of the show. Uh, until then be kind to each other be kind to yourselves have a great thanksgiving get the vaccine if you haven't already get the booster uh don't do nothing about white supremacy don't do nothing about your racist relatives and we will talk to y'all on monday bye bye